September 8th, 2021. How's it going? How goes it? How are you doing? Do you want to abort your feelings today? Do you want to abort out of your fucking seeds? Well, if it has been more than fucking six weeks, too late. That's illegal in fucking Texas. So good job. Good job. So you better make your decision fast uh, on your fetal feelings, okay? Uh, whatever. I, I, I found this whole Texas situation hilarious. And another voting law that they passed down in Texas that the Democrats are like, what the fuck is this? Along with the whole abortion thing that happened last week. I just I just find it fascinating that, you know, and then all these companies are now protesting to move out of Texas or some shit. I'm like, didn't you all did this great escape from California? The tyranny of Gavin Newsom, the fucking governor handsome. You know, that the Latin voters absolutely love, you know. And now there's some of the organizations are doing fucking 180. And I'm like, what? Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised this is happening? You know, so good luck to those corporations and the state of Texas. You got no fucking power grid that fucking works, you know, when the disaster strikes one more time. And then all you corporations... You know, just threatening to pull the money for the voting law in Georgia with the MLB All-Star game. Uh, you know, the religious right and then the anti-homosexuality and all that shit they did in Indiana. Salesforce. I remember all that. The cake incident. And North Carolina. Also for the voting. Oh, no. That was also for the whole bathroom law thing. So, you know, you all made your bed. And then now you're just making all virtual signaling fucking gestures, in my opinion. So if you're, you know, I don't believe anybody anymore. And then I just go, you know what? Fucking Texas beat Texas. What a fucking shit show, you know? So I just go, whatever. But main thing I wanted to talk about today, that aside, and after I just killed two minutes on Texas and corporations virtual signaling on this, uh, is Shang-Chi and the fucking Ten Rings. Which, you know, leads into the rest of the fucking uh, phase four of this MCU and all that stuff. You know, I, I had a lot going on, I'll be honest, just, just for the context. Uh, I just came back from Canada dealing with new job shit, financial shit, family shit, housing shit, <laughs> other money shit. You know, so I just, and then and then after all that, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to go see a movie. This was a last minute decision. I kind of regretted it in the beginning because I was like, fuck, I spent $11.25 on this shit. But you know what? I absolutely love going to the movie theaters when nobody's fucking there, especially during this pandemic. Thank you, Delta variant. Thank you. So, and I wear my mask. I still buy a big fucking large icy and, you know, fuck it. Go with it. So I went. So this is like the fourth movie I went to go see during this fucking pandemic. Believe it or not. I saw a lot of fucking movies. Holy shit. Um, in the last two months. So Shang-Chi, spoiler alert. And then um, I'm going to say, I'm going to preface it by saying I had no real expectation of this movie other than Kevin Feige, the showrunner. I talked about this many times with the DCU and others. He will pay the story off. 
So I believe in Disney and MCU to do the right thing in the long term. They earn my respect and my fucking dollars, you know, through phases one, two, and three. And also the Disney Plus series. I think they did a good job. Um, also, you know, rectifying some of the things they didn't get to in the Marvel television, which is a Netflix project. But I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, so Shang-Chi overall, I think this is the best summer movie now that we reach the end of the supposed summer. You know, so this is a number one, then the Black Widow. Then the rest. Go back three weeks ago, listen to my summer blockbuster review after I saw four movies. So this easily surpasses that. Now, bad things. I'm going to get it out of the way first. Um, I really think I really think this movie, you know, overdid CGI. And it did the best job editing. Uh, but I think there were a lot of over clutter here and there. And then number three, this was not, you know, the best Marvel movie, but this was not the worst either. So it's really pedestrian. However, however, I really think, and then number four, I think it took a lot of the elements from other movies and TV shows, whether it's angling or CGI and all that, which I thought was like kind of rolling my eyes a little bit here and there. And then the first third of the movie was kind of rough setting up. Uh, But it felt like Dark Knight Rises because they had to kind of rush through the backstory um, to get to the main thing. So those are the four bad things. Some things could have been better here and there, but I'm not overly mad, so, which I'm going to get to now. So the good things. So number one, I, I, I like the casting. I do. I don't think there's any debate. The Canadian dude from the Kim's Convenience was not a Kim. He's Chinese. <laughs> Sima, you know. It was fine. And then Aquafina, in the beginning, I was worried that she's going to be fucking overbearing. And she kind of faded into the background, you know, especially after the first quarter, third of it. So she wasn't overbearing in your face like it's in the crazy rich Asians or something. So that was good. And then also, I love the casting of the sister and, uh, uh, you know, then uh, what the fuck did that uh, Tony Long hit coming back. And I just go, all right. And then uh, Ben Kingsley showing up. That was interesting. Well, you know, five and a half bad part. I think he kind of became overbearing a little bit, (laughs) in my opinion. But you have to pay the fucking man. So, yeah, you have to pay pay the guy and also kind of pay it off. And then the other bad thing, speaking of uh, Shang-Chi's dad, I didn't, I was quite surprised that they just dropped the Mandarin shit, you know, like it's nothing. And then the whole Mandarin situation, granted, it's not what, you know, they started. It really came from Iron Man 3. And then, you know, they had to do a makeup of what the real Mandarin is in the spinoff web movie and also this movie. So they they were trying to make chicken salad out of fucking chicken shit. So they were kind of cornered into it, but... Ben Kingsley became a little overbearing, in my opinion. And also, Michelle Yao is a fucking everybody's Asian mom. <laughs> or everybody's auntie for some fucking reason. But you know what? That goes with the whole casting thing with the situation, right? Isn't that the point of the Hollywood and diversity that we're looking for? And then that's why this movie also came out, which I was worried about in the beginning. Aside from Aquafina kind of getting in your face. It was like, holy fuck, is this going to be like fucking, this is our Asian Black Panther? But no, uh, it was not. There were some elements of it that felt like Black Panther, whether it's customs, 
cultural references, and then the costume, you know, which Black Panther did an excellent job t- taking the inspiration from the Ac- African tribes' traditional clothing. Then this did a, you know, quite a bit of that too, but not to an overbearing sense. Look at us Chinese, you know, that shit. Um, and then also some of the storyline elements, like gated community of Wakanda and the Talu and all that shit. So I just go uh, a little bit similar, a little bit similar. Advanced technology with a dragon skin. Okay, fine. But I, I said, that's fine. That's fine. And then uh, if you just watch this movie as a standalone without any context, especially with the rest of the Phase 4 and the Disney+, Plus, this movie would not make any fucking sense and look like any other fucking mindless fucking movie. So I get that if your frustration is there. And then I also get the frustration and the scripting side of things. It could have been better. But I'm like, I did not expect a fucking blowout at this point. I expect a blowout later at the end. Especially when they set up so many fucking movies through 2023. You know? And then all the Disney Plus shit. You gotta catch up. Uh, so, overall, I looked at this movie as an, as an alley-oop. This is, this is not a dunking movie. In a wrestling context, if you put a match together, you, you have a 15-minute match. You don't hit your finisher fucking early and then build towards the rest of the match. You can't. You climax it and then you down it. So this, oh, but BK, but this movie with its climax and shit, it just rushed through. Yes, some fighting scenes could have been better, but these aren't the main villains. That was a thing. We just wanted to establish the world of this another verse and this mystical fucking mythical characters and this mystical mysterious fucking world with Shang-Chi. And timing was a little thrown off too, but it made sense during the mid credit scene and also looking at the rest of it with the Eternals. So, number one, where the fuck did these Ten Rings been all these fucking years if, you know, all this shit was happening during phase one, two, and three? And this movie clearly takes place between uh, after the uh, Infinity War and the beginning of the Endgame. So, kind of like the Black Widow in that tweener period, because you can see that Carol Danvers didn't get her hair cut, but then she came back. And then Bruce Banner is a Bruce Banner, not yet half Hulk, not Dr. Hulk, you know? So, and then there's only B.D. Wong as a Wong without Dr. Strange, you know, running things, you know? And then they mentioned that half the universe got snapped. So I just go, all right. So this is that tweener period. But where did this fucking thing entire time? And then, you know, Mandarin kind of explained, I hit away. I only had one goal, which was to... Find your mother and then kill this fucking mystical universe. I don't give a shit about the rest of the thing. And then the villain of it, I I actually... This is probably my favorite character in the entire fucking movie. The dad. I love the guy. <laughs> I was rooting for him. I was just like, you know... I just got like... Well, I, 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 he sounds like my fucking dad. <laughs> totally relatable. And then he didn't really play into the fucking tiger dad character either. Which is what they were conscious of doing it, because especially the Mandarin thing they're dropping, we didn't. They said they don't want to play into the fucking Fu Manchu shit. They don't want to get into the typical stereotype of it. They wanted to give more character to it, and then, yeah, he died at the end. But I just go, the guy lived the fucking thousands of years, and then just doing whatever the fuck he wanted, and said, "Fuck you, I got these ten fucking rings from somewhere," and then I got it, and then I found the love of my wife, and then oh shit, it went sideways. And then it took elements from, like, fucking Dark Knight. So the dad felt like Ra's al Ghul a little bit. And then the Snake Eyes fucking temple. You know, a lot of that. And then I just go like, yeah, I get this guy. I feel him. I feel him. 
So I was fine with the dad. It sucks that he died, but then he can't come back in the Disney Plus. What if? You know, what if the Mandarin was the real Mandarin? You know, all that shit. So I'm looking forward to it, you know. But you had to set him up to get the Shang-Chi and then to get the Ten Rings off of him. You gotta give the fucking championship belt to the next guy. So they did. Was was the dad underdeveloped? No, not at all. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I was fine with it. I, the man's motive was clear. The man I, I completely sympathize with. The dad was my fucking favorite character of this fucking movie. And then, uh, you know, Shang-Chi. The spots that were missing were just like, oh, no, I lied to you. Oh, no, I lied to you. My name is Sean. I actually follow through with the fucking plan that my dad put together. You know, all that shit. I just go like, all right. But you know what? You know what, dude? Even in Wakanda... Look, comparing it to Wakanda, I just go, I don't know how T'Challa happened in between his upbringing. You know, this is the most upbringing story I fucking got, you know, in any of the MCU that I can think of, you know, other than Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? And maybe but of Tony Stark, but they were patching it a lot in the later movies, right? So, you know what? That's fine, you know. So, given what they're given, I was fine with it. And then the sister, cool, whatever. And then, you know, some of the other mini bosses, the fighting scenes and then the mini bosses, especially with a German guy with a fucking, you know, machete in his arm and shit. I just go, where does that technology come from? Because some of the technology the Ten Rings organization used, I was like, isn't that the fucking shit that the uh, Scarlett Johansson used, uh, you know, in the end games, you know, try to defeat some of the people? I was like, where did that tech come from? It's like, it's like that uh, shield technology or the fucking Hydra technology. I'm like, whatever. You know, tweener period. We asked the same question with a black widow anyway. Go with it. And then, so because of that, I just said, whatever. And then some some of you might criticize that CGI and then the whole mythical character is just too much. But I I thought that at first, you know, looking at the trailer when the dragon fucking showed up. But then also I started thinking how the Eternals just dropped the final trailer with basically everything I felt like. You know, giving the context of the story of the human beings and then the fucking gods and how the Eternals just stayed away from everything. And then they were also battling from, you know, mythical beings, the the bad actors from another universes. And looking at this, these dark characters, I just go from another dimension. I just go, uh, I, I guess this is what Salma Hayek was fucking dropping. And then I go, the consequences of snapping the finger to bring back everybody and also take out everybody that kind of like energy you know energy you know trigger cause a lot of chain reaction into the multiverses of things and i just go okay if eternals did not that context of like their story of like mythical characters and other universe of shits multiverse of shits i call it this movie wouldn't have made fucking sense even more, even less made sense. So I get why Eternals dropped what they dropped in their final trailer a week ago, two weeks ago, you know, as this Shang-Chi movie came out. And also the Spider-Man, you know, No Way, No Way, Jose Home, you know, that shit that's coming out in December. And then also low-key, the final episode, I started thinking about it. And also the Doctor Strange or Domamu with this mythical character and this fucking monster. It's like, what the fuck did this kind of like soul-sucking and all that shit come from. It's like Domamu, if I really think about it. And then some teases of multiverse through Ant-Man and the Wasp thing, and then the end games, And then the low-key with the timing, 
you know, the very last episode especially, and then the mythical beings they find from multiverses, and the Eternals trailer, and then we get to this. And then, you know, they are questioning in the mid-credit scenes, like, where did these ten rings come from? It's not vibranium, but some material, some energy message from, like, thousands of years ago. You know, so I, I kind of... I said, I got excited going, okay, they're dropping a lot of hints here. So I never looked at the Shang-Chi movie and said, I want a clear conclusion. I want a clear establishment. Which is why I was fine with it. And lastly, this movie threw a lot of fuck you at these fucking whitewash franchises and just half-ass franchises of fantasy, uh, action, and other comic book anime adaptations. So... Some of the fuck yous that I noticed, especially from dragon fighting scenes. Game of Thrones, obviously. I mean, like, if you're gonna have the longest night and then the the, the Nightwalker fight, which is kind of this, you know, doing its thing in the 10-20 minutes, I said, you know what, this is a better fucking job. Another movie this movie just said fuck you to was a Dragon Ball. The live movie from 2009, with one with King Piccolo and Chaiyun Fat play the fucking... You know, Master Yoshi. Then this white dude playing the fucking Goku. I said, you know what? Shang-Chi reached the final form better. And then the King Piccolo and all that fucking villain. That that played it better. Okay? So, this said fuck you to the Dragon Ball movie. So I was glad that they did that. And also, it threw shades at, uh, what the fuck was it? The Last Airbender, M. Night Shyamalan movie. That one. And then, uh, you know... What else? You know, maybe maybe Fast and Furious in some parts of it. I love how the BMW, you know, product plays this thing so much. Because Black Panther, uh, you know, I, I think there was a all Lexus in that movie. And then other movies are Audi. Snake Eyes was Hyundai. So, and I just go, they just destroy all the cars. It was hilarious. And then uh, some, some driving scenes, and I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, also another. Throw a fucking shade at Jurassic World. All these dinosaur-looking motherfuckers, and then I just go, you know what? You wanna, you wanna, you wanna know what the world looks like? This is our fucking Jurassic World, and the Jurassic World, and then the one after Lost Jurassic World. It wasn't that good of a movie. I just said, eh. And I was like, we did better than you. Fuck you, Jurassic World and Universal. So I thought that was funny. I thought there was a lot of dig, and then also the last dig it was throwing at was a Marvel Zone and the Marvel television aspects of it, which was Iron Fist mostly. I was thinking that Danny Rand, the whole controversy with Iron Fist was that it's an Asian character they just completely whitewashed within the Marvel Universe and the guy was a showrunner for it, Jeff Loeb. I think he had a terrible quote where he said, no, we need white characters, not Asian or, you know, all those characters. Nobody's going to buy it, which is the justification for having Danny Rand to be the Iron Fist with all this, you know, some context of Asian Chinese culture ingrained in it somehow. I, I think Kevin Feige was against that, and then he just threw a massive shave at it. I was like, I'm the better Justice Warrior than you. <laughs> if Jeff Love wasn't already. And then, fuck rest of the hand and all that shit. They took some of the good action sequences from, like, Daredevil and all that, but they this just... I felt like this just punched down all that Marvel television series, Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, The Defenders, um, and then uh, Luke Cage. All that quite a bit. So... I just realizing that I just said, you know what, Kevin Feige, you you drop that shit. You know, 
Let's see how the rest of the phase 4 goes. I did not enjoy the end games. I'll just preface it by saying so. I might still hate rest of it, but I am looking forward to how the Eternals and then the Spider-Man movie goes. So I'm at, and then I just go, let's see how this all interconnects, building into, you know, Thor, God and Thunder. And all that fucking shit coming next year through. You know, they got this shit set up through 2023, right? Although the Russos didn't fully sign up and shit. All that money controversy. Scarlett Johansson is suing. But they're not suing Kevin Feige. They're suing Disney. So, you know, all that stuff. So, anyways, that's my review of it. You know, I'm happy with spending eleven twenty five on it. I went with no expectation. You know, as in, you know, I trust the long-term payoff. You know, and I knew this was a setup movie. And then I saw some mixed reviews of it. So, depends on what you were expecting. Don't think that this is going to be the Black Panther. Don't think that this would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Don't think this is Thor the Dark World or something. I think it's his own interesting, unique movie that's to set pieces for later. So I think this is one of those. You might have to come back and watch it and then it will make sense. It was such a tweener period movie. But I greatly enjoyed this more than fucking Black Widow for the tweener time period movie. So... There's that. Let's see where Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings go. That's all I'm saying. Priest of patience. And then the context is king. Thanks for listening. And then uh, email me at a-show.com if you disagree with me or something. Or if you agree. I don't know. Let's get... Maybe I'm overthinking it. I'm thinking holistically here. Email a-show.com. And then uh, we'll check back next week. Peace out.